Welcome back to What You Will Learn. My name's Adam Ashton. And my name is Adam Jones. And today we are reviewing the book, The Magic of Thinking Big by David J. Schwartz. PhD. <laughs> PhD. Dr. David Schwartz. Doctor. Now, uh, just as a, a random aside that I just thought of. Mm-hmm. Actually, oh, fuck it, I'll come back to that one. Yeah. Now, just as a, a word, word of warning, there's some cooking going on in the background. So, yeah. any sizzling. Alison, what's she cooking? Uh, I think she's beef. working on a slow cook for beef ragu. Beef ragu. Now, this one's taken us, uh, most of the other books we did in a week. This is a two-weeker. It was yep. a bit longer. Yeah. 300-pager. What do you think, mate, overall? Overall, you know, mate, overall, as I was reading it, I'm not sure, I wasn't really that into it, man. The first half, like the first 30 pages, I remember sending you a message saying how much I was loving it. Yeah. About 30 pages in. As I was getting towards the end, it was kind of dragging on. I felt like there was too much fluff, too much stories, too much um, case studies. But then reviewing it for this, like going back over the main stuff I'd highlighted, I was like, man, this is some really good stuff. Hmm. So I think if there, were, if this was condensed into a 30-page version, I think it'd be phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and I think the main stuff could be done in 200 pages and you could easily cut out 100 pages of fluff, hmm. I think. What, yeah. do you, what do you think? I'd, I'd definitely agree. It was... The first time I read it, I got a lot out of it, I thought, just because yeah. a lot of the stuff I was hearing probably for the first time was one of the Yeah. Oh, so you, you read this before? Yeah, I've read it before. Oh, nice. Maybe nice. a couple of years ago. It's probably one of the okay, first cool. books I read. And um, so, yeah, that was awesome then. But since then, I've read, a, I've heard of a yeah. lot of it before, and it's awesome. So none of it was really new, okay. life-changing, paradigm-shifting yeah. information. But for those people who, are, who haven't read many books, maybe it, it, it would be a great read for them that's like uh, we were saying the other day the earlier ones we read like the first 10 books we read yeah we rate probably a lot higher because it was new stuff and things we hadn't heard before this kind of fits it like the magic of thinking big so it's about thinking it kind of fits into i don't want to say law of attraction because i feel like that's got some negative connotations to it yeah but things like the better parts of the secret and maybe in think and grow rich like the power of auto suggestion and stuff like that so it is a little bit about thinking, and that might turn people off who are who think it's all sort of bullshit. Yeah. But I think this is I think this is a much more down to earth. So I'm more inclined to believe this sort of stuff. Yeah. And I do like the law of attraction. Yeah. Uh, but I can see the flaws in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the problem with the law of attraction for myself and a lot of people is it never really touches on action or being uncomfortable. Yeah. Whereas this is. Yes, think positively about yourself, and yeah, and that'll make you more more resourceful. Yeah, definitely. And now, then, there was a. I'm just trying to find this this note. So keep going, mate. Yeah. So yeah, positive thinking will make you more resourceful. It's not like just sit in there and if you're having a shit day, it just acts like it never happened, or you know, sit in a little box like the you know you, the world's a bunch of flowers with puppy dogs running <laughs> around a garden. Yeah. Because there there is some shit in the world. It's not. Um, don't, it's not like look away from it and just think the world's perfect. It's, it's yeah, yeah, kind of think constructively and positively. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think I think the the thoughts, but not even thoughts, but more belief. So it's a lot yep. stronger than thoughts, and I think that is the first stage of action. Yeah, so that's probably so a good like segue in the uh, yeah. The thirteen chapters. Yeah, we don't want to talk about all thirteen. We're going to try and pick the, our favorite four or five. Yeah, yeah. Believe chapter one. Believe you can succeed and you will. Yeah. I liked how it started off. He gave us at the start, 
different types of success because success means different things to different people. He talks about you know admiration from others. He talks about people looking up to you, but he also talks about being free from worries and fears. He talks about having a nice home, going on holidays, travel, financial security, giving your children maximum event, a whole bunch of things basically. Yep. So I like that uh, success is a broad. It's a very broad term and yep. means every different things to different people. But he does say every human being wants success. Everybody wants the best this life can deliver. No one enjoys crawling or living in mediocrity. No one enjoys feeling second class. Yeah. Would you concur with that definition of success? Definitely. Definitely. I like it. Mm. I like it. Nice. Me too. So, as, a, as opposed to belief, uh, disbelief is negative power and doubt. Disbelief is the subconscious will to fail. So, belief works this way. Belief, the positive I can attitude, generates the power, skill yeah. and energy to get things done. Yeah. Mate, I love how... We said the broader the chapters we want to talk about. Yeah. Mate, the specific quotes, we always highlight the same things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as we were saying, like we kind of said, belief is sort of the first, like the precursor to action when you believe yeah. you take action. So it's saying like this, the positive I can. When you believe you can do it, then your mind starts to think about the how. Yeah. Once you believe that you can first, then you start working on the how. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So believing big... So it's the magic of thinking big. So yep. the larger your thoughts, the the more your thermostats push forward, forward it says. So yeah, thinking big can launch yourself offensive to like a great, very successful life and, yeah. and career or whatever you define it as. Yeah, it's definitely... And actually, now that I think of it, I was in Life in Half a Second as well. We talked about yeah. how big you aim yeah. is how big you succeed as well. Isn't yeah, it? for sure. Yeah. Some of the other ways to develop the power of belief is always thinking success, not thinking about failure, yep. which is good, yeah? Reminding yourself regularly that you're better than you think you are. Yeah. And then, as you said, believing big. Yeah. The size of your success is determined by the yep. size of your belief. So that's one of the parts I like about the law of attraction kind of stuff is um is like the affirmative stuff. If you keep yeah. telling yourself the right things, you can do it and eventually yeah, you, you start believing that. Yeah. I don't know if this is in, in this book specifically or just other things, but your thoughts are magnetic, aren't they? Yeah, totally. If you, if you think and believe you can do something, mm. it gets your mind into working out how yeah. and then you start noticing the things that emphasize that. Yeah. What's, uh, that's one of the cognitive biases, isn't it? Confirmation bias. Yeah. Whereas if you think you yeah, can't do sure. it, then you notice everything yeah. around you that tells you you can't yeah. do it. And we've discussed this, I think, in this podcast before with similar visualization that you mm. of you and you achieving your goal. You, you really start believing you can do it, and then that's how your whole brain starts working. Yeah, like oh, you definitely. can. So yeah, I love it. Yep. Believe chapter you can, two. and then you can. So chapter two: build confidence and destroy fear. Yeah, cure so, yourself of excusitis. He likes to call it. Yeah, <laughs> are we thinking about the same? Mate, you're on chapter three. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Mate, we can skip two if you want. Basically, there's basically we'll go chapter two. We'll do chapter two a quickie. I'll play it quickie. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so chapter two: cure yourself of excusitis, which is the failure disease. Yeah. And yeah, he just says that un- unsuccessful people. Or he's saying that the the more successful people, the less inclined they are to find excuses or make excuses. Yeah. So I think that yeah, he he highlights 
I think we can't. Yeah. Anyway, he highlights he highlights the top four excuses. Yep. And he also gives you ways to cure the yep. excuse either. So I liked I liked that there was um, specific actions you can take. So what are the big four ones? My health isn't good. Yep. So, the other one, but yep. you have to have brains to succeed. That's another thought. That's yeah. So if you if people think they're not smart enough. Yep. Yep. The also, next one. I'm too young or I'm too old. Yep. So obviously. People using age as an excuse, and it works both ways. Yeah. You can either think you're too young for something, or you can think you're too old for something. And the other one is just the case of luck. But my case is different. I attract bad luck. Yeah, so it's just people always just assuming they're, they're going to attract bad yeah. things and do bad That's things. Right. He gives us some uh, different ways to conquer those excuse-itis, yep. whatever the, the plural of that made-up word is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I, like, I like it. It was good. It was good. Good read. Yeah. Yeah. So this is um, accept the law of cause and effect and take a second look at what appears to be someone's good luck and you'll find out there's preparation, planning and success producing thinking that is behind people's success. Love it. So none of those excuses actually yeah, mean anything. Yeah. Is it... Uh, I, I want to say Henry Ford, but I think that's wrong. Yeah. The harder I work, the luckier I get. Yeah, could be. Probably was. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it sounds like a Henry Ford. I'm trying to look it up quickly. You know, Siri. Should we ask it? Ask Mate, Siri. Let's ask Siri. Ask on your new, new your new watch. No, nah, my Apple Watch is fast. Siri, who said, "The harder I work, the luckier I become." Let's see. Okay, I found this on the web for said, "The harder I work, the luckier I become." No. Mate, I don't like Siri. Nah, I turned Siri's it into a bloke. Why did you say I like? I thought the girl had the, a sexy voice. Yeah, no, the directions. I didn't like the girl giving me directions. No. I start out when it's just me and Siri, the girl. We, are, we got we got Thomas. Me. We got Thomas Jefferson coming up here. Yeah, but I think it's one of those ones that everyone's saying it gets attributed to a whole bunch of different people. Yeah. Chapter three. Build right. confidence and destroy fear. You must have been looking forward to this one, mate. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't wait to get into this one. So, so it starts off with the, cha- the precursor in the chapter. With fear, most people think when when you're fearing a situation, a lot of people just say, oh, it's all in your mind, don't worry. But fear is actually real. We've all had it. And, yeah. And it can be really such a shit feeling to have and <laughs> can stop you in your tracks and make you perform like a yeah. jackass, really. Yeah, definitely. And uh, build confidence, destroy fear. I like how he says here, action cures fear. Indecision and postponement fertilize fear. Yeah. So that's it. Don't wait around. Just get out there and do it. To conquer your fear. Yeah. So that's the whole basis of uh, comfort challenges, you'd say, right? Yeah. You're you're a big fan of? Yeah, huge fan. So when you're, when you're scared of something and you've got the flight or fight response that we evolved with um, throughout throughout history, it doesn't really serve us anymore in the modern age. So a lot of the fear yeah. we have is just a crock oh, of shit. Oh, definitely, definitely. So the whole idea of a comfort challenge is seeing the fear or the thing you're scared of and actually doing the very thing that... Yeah, is against that fear, and you'll see it's just a crock of oh, shit. But I reckon we could. This, that's a whole ep- episode or series of episodes on comfort challenges. challenges. Yeah, so why to do it, and then some specific ones. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's so yeah, stay tuned for more comfort challenges coming. For yeah. So the other, so the other, he, there's a list of eight different fears. Yep. And he he also gives you actions to to conquer those. It's page fifty four. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that, and he says basically. To cure the fear and build your confidence, there's two steps. One is you isolate your fear, so determine exactly what you are afraid of, and then step two, take action. Yeah. 
So he, as I said, he gave he, he gave eight different examples there, but that's that's all there is. Two steps, mate. Yep. Find out exactly what's causing the fear, yep. and then take action the opposite way. What out of it. those eight fears do you think is most common? Uh, fear of, I think the fear of people, yeah, um, which is number eight. It's but it's it's pretty broad, yeah. But yeah, definitely fear of people like that, like either judgment. It kind of there's a few other ones here, but yeah. definitely being judged by the people or feeling like you're going to do the yeah. wrong thing and people laugh at you. Yeah, I definitely agree. And the solution to that is like just think of the person in proper perspective. They're they're pretty much no different to you. They've got yeah wants and desires. They've got the desire to feel important. Exactly. So don't take things too personally. And the um, other the other massive one which I want to try and uh, take action against to cure yeah. is the fear of what other people may say or think. Yeah. So, yeah, letting letting what I think other people will think uh, impact me doing or not doing something. Yeah. So I think that's a big one. I want to. Yeah. Wanna, what are, What are the actions to to do that? Well, the action against that is to just just do it. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> just make do it. make sure okay. that your plan is right. Yeah. Then do it. <laughs> yeah. No one ever does anything worthwhile which is not criticised. So you're yeah. saying just you're going to cop it either way, but yeah. Who's going to be Who's going to be criticising you for doing something? Yeah, positive people or negative people? I'd say negative, mate. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit of a rhetorical one, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, chat the ball. Oh, you got more on this one? Or? No, no, no. I got got your joke. Oh, good, good, got your good. awesome joke. <laughs> uh, chat the four. Yeah. How to think big. Okay, so how to think big? One of the things we can do is develop the big thinkers. Vocabulary, yeah. Asho, so yeah. you're one person who I, I never hear uh, speaking very small or or in, in your vocab. It's always um, for the affirmative and, and that you can do everything and and they're the kind of people you want to be around and, and you want to get that vocabulary out of your system that's negative, I guess. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely yeah that thinking big and, and speaking big. Yep. Uh, there is the there's the small which is negative. There's the big which is positive. Uh, me having the opportunity, I've sat with a few big people, I guess financially successful, and you can just tell that they are thinking on a completely different scale. Is that right? Like just some of the like the ideas I have or the the ways that they would do something are just yeah completely different to something I would have ever thought of. And yeah. it, it does tie back into oh, it is in this chapter. Perfect. See what can be. Not just what is. Yeah. So they see if I'm thinking of of doing something, I'll use a specific example. So it's not just speaking in abstract. So I was yeah. talking about doing this year twelve uh, maths lecturing business tutoring sort of that sort of stuff. So I was just thinking, how can I get more people to come to these lectures, and from that one source of revenue, the lectures, how can I essentially improve my revenue, minimize my costs, and therefore maximize the profits. And all I was thinking about was getting more people in the door for this one lecture. Yeah. Whereas one of the guys I was speaking to uh, was speaking about once you've got that list there, he was saying that if you hadn't, like, because I was talking about developing an online course and I was thinking about the online course. He was saying once you've got the online course, it doesn't stop there. If you have some kind of tracking as to the data behind how are year 12 studying, how are they using it? You know, are they going on for five minutes at a time or are they doing a three-hour session on each thing? How are they watching it? Are they doing the questions afterwards? Are they just listening and, and watching? And Anyway, yeah. he said if 
if I had any of those analytics and data, that's something that, say, a university would be very interested in as I could then sell that information of how I've worked out how to year 12 study, sell it to universities so they can essentially best teach people. Yeah. So just something like that I yeah. would have never thought of. Yeah. And he just saw what can be, not just what is. Yeah. Just through thinking big. Yeah. Yeah. How's exactly. that person doing? Is he so he's financially yeah, he's successful as it is and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, awesome. So one thing one story so the book is a whole it's got a lot of stories and, and parables in the book. Well, not necessarily parables, but just stories to explain his his yeah. points and, and one of the stories I liked was uh, a department store um one of the staff members gave no time to a customer because mm. he was only spending a dollar ninety eight, and he, he his thinking was he'll never let that person take up all his time. Mm. Basically, it's a waste of time spending, yeah. yeah, giving that person any any time. But so as he walked away, the the executive went and looked up that particular customer and how much money he spent in the store, and it was actually two thousand dollars over the year. Yeah. So kind of similar to what you were talking about just before is. Actually, think of the bigger picture and, yeah. and the bigger perspective of, of everything. And yeah, yeah, exactly. If you like, so if you just seem maybe they're just at the moment, whatever whatever shop it was, but say if they were going to buy a shirt, yeah, yeah. If you treat them like shit, they might still maybe buy the shirt. If you treat them well, they'll definitely buy the shirt. But then they're also going to be they're going to come back yeah. later as so well. It's not a fifty dollars sale. It could yeah. potentially be thousands of dollars. Yeah, exactly. I liked as well the price tag the world puts on us yep is just about identical to the one we put on ourselves so we need to pump our own our own perception our own value up yeah love it. yeah and uh, it gives a few ways to do it so practice adding value to things yep so like you uh, you're a big fan of visualisation yep and I think that visualisation can add value to things as well yep and practice adding value to other people so pumping them up in your mind as well yep so, and number three, practice adding value to yourself. Definitely. So, one of the ways to do this, he mentions, is ask yourself a daily question, what can I do to make myself more valuable today? Yeah, love it. Love it, love it. Uh, did you want to talk about chapter five or skip to chapter six? Chapter five, which was the saw. How to think and dream creatively. Yep. So, it was kind of a good lead on from... Uh, the first few chapters, it's nothing yeah. nothing too different. But basically, the summary of the chapter is believe it can be done yeah. as one of the tools to think creatively. Also, don't let tradition paralyze your mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Also, again, ask yourself, how can I do better? How can I do more? Practice asking and listening. So don't just ask and, yeah. and wait for your own response. Ask and gen- genuinely listen to the person. Yeah. I think as you're saying, don't let tradition, like that's what the... A mediocre person will tell you this is how we do it yeah. and this we do it because this is how it's always been done. Whereas a successful person is always thinking about how can we do it better? Yeah. How can we break the tradition and do something better? Yeah. Spot on, man. Again, I think we touched on it a couple of times. But when you believe, your mind finds ways to do. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah, spot on. There's a little So section. you think big, thinking big, then your mind will, will match that and the yeah. actions will, will come up. There's a good section on idea generation. Yep. Because obviously, throughout the day, ideas will come into your head. Yep. And he's saying, he's got a method here, he's saying, don't let ideas escape. Because if you if you think of two ideas on the way home, you might be lucky to remember one, 
And if you think of 10 ideas, you might be lucky to remember one as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but so he's saying, don't let them escape. Write them down. He's saying if you have some kind of file where you can actively manage them. So adding all your ideas in. And if you can regularly review your ideas, it'll, it'll, it'll spark things in your mind. You think, yeah, I better, I better do something about it's that. It's pretty maybe. easy today as well, isn't it? With, especially with technology and like yeah. apps like Evernote or Nosby. Yep. You can really capture every, every yeah. thought you have and then review them all at yeah, the same exactly. time. And then he's saying you pick the best ones and you start to cultivate and fertilize them. Yeah. Awesome. Love it, man. So chapter six, you are what you think you are. Yeah. So basically the premise of this chapter is how you think determines how you act, how you act in turn determines how others react to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. So some of the ways to do this is to look important and this helps you think important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I definitely don't fit that. <laughs> I don't. Not the best dresser in the world, I don't think. So. <laughs> you but, got your own personal style, mate. I like it. Yeah? I like you reckon? Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not too fussed personally about yeah. my own appearance, but maybe I should be after reading this. So Yeah. Mate, I've, the best part of this chapter I've found, because most applicable to me, yeah. think your work is important. Yes. And it's something that I currently don't do. Yep. Okay, so he tells a bit of a story. This uh, this did uh, cross my mind with yourself. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, mate. <laughs> Not it's, mate, way. there's highlights everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, he tells a story about uh, three bricklayers. So he asked one bricklayer. I don't think this is a true story. I think this is made up. But yeah, yeah, he asked one bricklayer, "What are you doing?" The first bricklayer says, "I'm laying bricks." The second bricklayer says, "I'm making ten bucks an hour." But the third bricklayer says, "I'm building the greatest cathedral the world's going to see." Yeah. And so they're all doing the same thing, aren't they? Yeah. And which one do you think will be most successful at the end? Number three, mate. Yes. Definitely got that rhetorical question. <laughs> right, so. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, if you, if you think your work is important, you're going to take it a lot more seriously, and in the end, you're going to do better. Yeah. Aren't you? People yeah. will recognise that, and that's when you can maybe start doing. Well, it's thinking important. affirmatively and how yeah. this job, no matter how small the job is, how it's going to actually get to your future goals, really. Yeah. So yeah. there's a good quote. A person who thinks his job is important receives mental signals on how to do this job better, and a better job means more promotions, more money, more prestige, and more happiness. Yeah, exactly. I'm definitely of the. I was stuck in the mindset that the work I was doing was fucking useless, yeah. which, are, in all honesty, it uh, probably is. <laughs> but <laughs> if I can, if I can think, if I can, if I can start to recognise where it is important. And I can start to think where my work is important. I think then I would do a better job. Yeah. And maybe I can start doing things that actually are important. Well, it's easy to say to just flick. The, it's not very easy to say. I think just flick the switch and mm. start thinking it's important. Like, yeah. how do you think you can? Yeah, definitely. There's a few tips in here, and again, yeah. it's it's just not kind of the way you frame it, the way you speak about it, the vocabulary vocabulary that you use, and like saying that you know I can always get another job if you know if. If I quit or if, if they get rid of me, then I'll find something else. Yeah. Then obviously that's not thinking that your job's very important and the work that you do is very important. Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah. I'm sure there is something you can you can get out of every job. Yeah. If, if you're always looking for opportunities to learn from something, yeah. Then, then yeah. Yeah, awesome, man. So any, any final remarks on, on the magic of thinking big? Yeah, okay. So I think the biggest... So we're, we've sort of gone through maybe the first third of the book here there's definitely some good stuff i'd like to read i'd like to reread a summarized version that takes out some of the some of the the anecdotes or, or case studies yeah but 
I think it's a good read. I think it's something everyone everyone can read. It's not specific. Solid. Yeah, not spe- it's solid. It's not specific to business people or to employees or anything. It's for everyone, I think. Yeah. And yeah, would you say it's worth a read? I'd give it a three and a half. Three and a half stars out of yeah. five. Yeah. Might seem pretty harsh, but I just think there are. For me, there's better books. Oh, is that out of five or out of ten? Five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good book. I think it's good. I think there's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and if you can, hopefully, we've dissected some of the some of the better things. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good, but at the same time, I feel like it could be delivered better. We've got to keep in mind, this was published in the 1950s yeah. as well. Yeah. I was telling you the other day about the Arthur Hiroshima. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere in the book, did he, did he come across it? Mate, I don't remember it. It's Somewhere it in the book, it too. talks about the atomic bomb, and it just shows how old the book is, because it did <laughs> Talks about the atomic bomb, not as if it's a bad thing. It's like <laughs> yeah. how good it was that they set goals. Yeah, or how it, they yeah. accomplished the atomic bomb and, <laughs> and defeated the enemy or something. Yeah. It's, it's something ridiculous like yeah. that. The other ones, the book. ones that stuck out, stuck out to me a bit were the um, the. It was very much a male-dominated society back <laughs> yeah. then, wasn't it? All the examples he was always saying. Oh, you know, men can use this in their sales job and top male executives can use it and top male businessmen can use it. And even, you know, women who are just housewives, they can do it as well. <laughs> so it was definitely a, it was definitely a, a pre-feminism sort of yeah. approach to life, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, pretty sexist. But yeah, a little bit sexist, a little bit sexist. But yeah, it's the way it was back then, so... So, mate, we got, we got through it after, after two weeks. Yep. What's up next? The One Minute Manager. One minute manager. Yeah. Yeah, very excited. It's a little quickie. That'll be out midweek, I reckon. Yeah. Have you got a song for us today? Adios, Kardashim. Let's start singing. (laughs) The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. That's a big card you got there, Johnny. (laughs) Action cures fear. Indecision and postman. Fucking hell. Let me try it again. That's going on. Action cures fear. Indecision and postman. Oh, fuck! Hang on. <coughs> Action cures fear. Indecision and postman. Fertilize fear. No, Ooh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Build confidence and drive fear, and you will. You will succeed, and I am too. <laughs> yes. When you believe, your mind find ways to do it. Yeah. Action cures fear. Don't grab a big. Think big. 